Hello, and welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. Hope you have your pumpkin spice latte in hand. I am your host, Casper. And I am your other host, Becky Gremlin. And Here I don't to... have my pumpkin spice right now, but I did earlier. Yeah, neither one of us do, but we did earlier. And we're definitely here to bring you all things spooky tonight, because why? Wednesdays, as always, are for podcast And ghosties. Especially this episode. Y'all, I just showed Becky what I caught on my phone, and she shook. <clears throat> Besides the fact that, um, and we will be posting these pictures, I just wanted to make sure she saw everything and validated what I was seeing first. And she pretty much did. So this is awesome. We got about five different pictures of evidence, which is kind of fucking cool. Especially when I didn't expect anything. So. Yeah, guys. So as you know, tonight, if you've been following on social media, we are doing our episode on the Ohio Reformatory in Mansfield, Ohio. Um, The site is very haunted. (laughs) Not just from our own personal experiences and what we captured on audio and uh, video, but from thousands upon thousands of different testimonies over the years from people who worked there, toured there, everything all in between. So um, we're going to kind of go through a brief synopsis of how the reformatory got started, um, things that led to it being decommissioned as a prison, and then uh, more of the history as to where it stands now. Um, And then Casper will sort of take over into the part that goes more into our ghost hunt that we went on last Saturday evening there um, and the things that we experienced. And again, like she stated on our social media, we will be posting those pictures that will corroborate some of the evidence. Um, You know, of course, there were also personal experiences that we had there, which, again, if any of you out there listening have gone on your own personal ghost hunts, you know that a lot of times if you leave yourself open and susceptible, especially if you're like Casper and I, where you are empaths and you're really sensitive to spiritual beings and different spirits and ghosts around, you really are probably more than likely to have more personal experiences than actual capturing footage and evidence. Um, We just happen to be so lucky enough to actually capture things in both instances of ghost hunts that we've had in the past. So, um, but of course, a plethora of personal experiences. Um, This place meant a lot to me just first and foremost, because as most of you know, um, or maybe you don't know, uh, there was a movie shot there 25 years ago that went on to become Academy Award nominated and just a huge boost to so many different careers at that time in the 90s. It was called The Shawshank Redemption. It was based on a short story by Stephen King called Rita Hayworth and The Shawshank Redemption. And the movie was directed by Frank Darabont. Um, It starred Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman as the main characters, Red and Andy Dufresne. Um, The movie holds a very special place in my heart. Um, Excuse me. I was very young when the movie came out. I've seen it probably 50 billion times since then. I love it. I quote it. It means everything to me. Um, my dad still, we talk about it all the time. Um, you're wearing the shirt. I'm wearing the shirt right now. 
Um, the shirt meant so much to me because if most of you have seen the movie, it's got the pickaxe on the back that Andy uses to escape prison. Look, spoiler alert, the movie's been out for 25 fucking years. If you haven't seen it yet, I don't know what to tell you. It comes on TNT all the fucking time. It's basically like Miss Congeniality when it comes to TBS. All the time. <laughs> um, literally the night after we took the tour, the fucking movie was on. Of course. So, um, on the back of it, it's got Andy's pickaxe and it says the line that read so famously says, get busy living or get busy dying. Um, so visiting the reformatory for me and seeing actual, uh, sets and props from the movie was like a surreal experience. But then also to get the history of this place. And then not only that, I mean, it was like a three in one for me. Like I got to be in this historical building that's over 150 years old. I got to be where there were actual sets of one of my most favorite movies of all time. And I also got to ghost hunt with my besties. So it was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening to me right now. Like if you were ever anywhere to have a midlife crisis, that would be the place to be. <laughs> like in that moment. Like I'm just... Before you get into the history and stuff, I just want to say, like, guys, this is a dream come true for us. We went to the Borden house earlier this year, and actually not earlier this year, two fucking months ago, almost three months ago. And it's like, visiting actual places that are haunted like this has been a dream of mine since I was a fucking child. I remember watching, like, ghost shows, ghost adventures, ghost hunters, it's when I was younger, it was Ghost Hunters. I'm a bigger Ghost Adventures fan now, because Zach, God love him. But <laughs> honestly, Aaron's my favorite. Oh, oh but, Baggins. Um, oh, Baggins. Oh, Baggins. Um, but watching ghost shows as I was younger, I always wanted to, I've always had such a huge obsession with the paranormal. I've always loved ghosts. It's always been interesting to me, which is why, like, Lorraine Warren changed my life as far as, like, looking being raised that demons were all that existed. And then, you know, she changed my mind as far as like ghosts actually exist. And then being, going to the Borden house was a very small scale. And I'm appreciative that we went to that first because it kind of got me more, because I've had paranormal experiences before, but not to that kind of level. Right, me too. So experiencing it in a small scale definitely was great in preparation for this place because this place was haunted. like. I was able to tell when I was a cold spot. I was able to tell like certain things I was feeling because it felt familiar. I had felt it before thanks to the Borden house and, you know, a couple experiences when I was younger. But getting to do something like this, and I had mentioned it to Becky, I'm like, we should do a place like this a year. One a year where we just go somewhere extremely haunted and just do our own ghost investigation. This is a dream come true for me. So getting to be there. I mean, it was really cool that that's where the Shawshank Denshin... Denshin. Redemption was filmed because I have seen that movie once and I loved it. I need to watch it again because I have only seen it once. I know I'm a sinner, but um, I do need to watch it again. But just being able to ghost hunt with one of your best friends, especially one of the stories I'm going to tell you guys later, which is fucking hilarious. It's one of the best things that I could have ever asked for. And it's only August. I'm so excited for whatever else this year has to bring. And I'm hoping we can do some Cincinnati ghost walks, maybe in October or something like that. Wait till next year when we do Waverly. That's Ooh, Waverly. Be, that's going to be the the most intense. Waverly's going to be the father of all. Yeah, that's going to be. We walked out of Ohio State Reformatory and I looked at Becky and I was like, bring on Waverly. Yeah, like, <laughs> I was I'm, like, I'm ready. I feel like I'm pretty much like, okay. 
you know what? I'm ready. I can just about take on anything at this even, point. Even though there was a couple times I got creeped out at the reformatory, there's not a time where I can say I was, there was once I can say I was genuinely scared. But most of the time I was just, it was, com- it was weirdly, I was weirdly comfortable with it. Like I got, we got touched so many times I got to the point where I was like, oh, that wasn't you? Cool. Okay. Yeah, you got touched. I did twice. It was, uh, yeah, it was an experience. Um, yeah, I mean, this has totally been a dream of mine. I've, I've had paranormal experiences pretty much my entire life. Like, um, the house I grew up in was haunted. The, you know, if you guys remember earlier, a really early episode way back we did where we talked about personal experiences that we had where I discussed um, you know, buildings that I had been in and places that I had been and, and a lot of paranormal experiences that I've had throughout my entire life, just even in the last 20 years of my life. And more recently being able to do something like this on sort of a semi-professional level has been insane. And like, especially at two places that are renowned worldwide as being haunted, that people come through thousands of times a year or thousands of people a year rather that I got to experience is still to this day surreal. Like seeing watch, any of these places on TV fucks with me now. I'm just like, I'm like I was there. Like, huh? <laughs> what? This, huh? Yeah. So it's really bizarre. It's hard to even like, so yeah, same. I totally feel. So like I just you. wanted to share that because yeah, it's this like, is this is a dream come true. If you guys me. ever, you know, I know we've said it before, but like, follow your fucking dreams. Seriously, like, don't let anybody, if you, if you have the capacity to be able to do it, and if you especially have the capacity to be able to do it with help from friends and family or otherwise, like, it's the greatest gift you could ever ask for because life is so fucking short. And I would love to be able to look back on my life and going, oh my God, I had so many adventures. I literally did everything I'm ready. I did. God, I'm ready. Ready for that next big one in the sky. Like, <laughs> like new adventure. I'm ready. New adventure. Let's go. <laughs> I literally <laughs> walked into 2019 and I said these words. I'm making 2019 my bitch. Yeah. And I have made fucking year, 2019 dude. my fucking bitch. And it has been probably the best year of my life so far. Yeah. Easily. Go I'm living show. my dream. I'm doing a fucking podcast. Like... Not to be, like, super sentimental right now, but it's, like, it's just, it's fucking amazing. It really is. If you have a dream to do a podcast, I've had people on Twitter ask me how to start a podcast because our podcast inspires them. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. It is not. Look, guys, I'll tell you right now, if Joe Rogan can start a fucking podcast in a bedroom with a fucking laptop like we are, then Anybody can fucking do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, queen. he was my inspiration. And this motherfucker just had Bernie Sanders on two weeks ago. So I'm <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, started from the bottom now here. Like, that guy, like, almost dabbed. I'm glad y'all didn't see that because I would have been embarrassing. I did. But, uh, <laughs> like, you know, if you, even if you don't read, like, even if you don't ever reach, like, Joe Rogan status, like, don't ever think that you can't do it. Like, don't ever think that nobody cares, that nobody wouldn't want to listen, that, like, your voice doesn't matter. Like, whatever you have a passion for, 
especially if it's something like a podcast, like go out and do it. Fuck it. Why not? It's what we did. We talked about it last year. We're like, let's go to Salem next year. Let's make a podcast. And it all happened. And it all fucking happened. It all happened. And now here we are talking about ghosties. And we love that you guys listen. So oh thank my God, you we love so it. much. Like, we you people who come out and tell me that like, this is your favorite podcast, I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah, like I said, Casper does all her social media. So when she comes out and tells me that we have like literal fans like from across the country, I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> like, there's people in other states that people want to hear us talk hear about this voice oh my voice is annoying as hell your voice is calming mine's not i've actually heard that before and your voice is very calming why why do people my voice is not calming (laughs) my voice is like hello i'm here and (laughs) and you're just like the calm people are like have to turn down the goddamn volume whenever i I fucking speak i have like that talk radio voice you do though thank you for tuning in (laughs) and i'm like hello (laughs) hello would you like some tea? Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit, Eliza. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. All right. So, so history of Ohio State Reformatory. Yes. Yes, Moving yes, 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 on. yes, yes. Because guys, I gotta um, tell you that really fucking funny story. Just wait. Is it the one that we... <laughs> it's the very first thing that happened when we first started. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> that was hysterical. About peed my pants. Um. So the... It is in Mansfield, Ohio, as we stated, and it is it was known as the Ohio State Reformatory, and it was built in 1886. Um, actually, I'm sorry, designed in 1886, rather, by uh, Levi Scott. Um, he basically designed, and if you've seen pictures of it, if you looked on our social media, or even if you Google pictures of it, um, it looks a lot like a castle. And it was designed to look like a European castle. Um, I'm sorry, his name was Levi uh, Scofield, not Scott. Um, and again, he designed it in 1886. It was ultimately built in 1896 um, and opened as the Ohio State Reformatory to about 150 inmates. Um, it was finalized in 1919 completely as the biggest self-sufficient steel cell block in the world with about 600 singular cells that arranged to approximately six floors high. Um, so there were two different wings that uh, we were actually able to investigate, um, as well as like the main building of the reformatory. Um, it was the east cell block and the west cell block. Um, so originally when the reformatory opened, Um, it was only meant to house young boys that were between the ages of 13 and 30. So if you had reached an age where you were past being a juvenile, but you were too young to go to Chillicothe, which at that time in Ohio was where the uh, state prison was that would handle, it was sort of like basically at that time, like would have been the maximum security of what would have housed like the worst of the worst. You know, say if it was just like petty crime or you were like a young kid that was theft, this is where you were sent. And basically the reformatory was supposed to do exactly that, reform you. So every every prisoner was required to go to church every Sunday. Every prisoner had a uh, Bible in their cell and they were meant to study the Lord's work. Um, 
A lot of this information, too, I just wanted to say I'm getting from an article by a man named Ian Harvey uh, that I got from VintageNews.com. Um, and then also a lot of this information was given to us during the tour. Um, I highly recommend if you guys are into the ghost stuff, do the overnight tour. If you're not so into doing that part of it and you want more history of it, do the weekend tours. Um, I believe they do them daily, but after October, they do them Thursdays. after this month. Or after this month, I'm sorry. I think. They start them Thursdays through Sundays, so it'd be a great And they do a Shawshank tour, to too. Yeah. So. so, if you're into the movie, if you're into the ghost stuff, if you're into the history of it, like, it's, I highly recommend doing the tour. So, a lot of that information I have comes from the tour as well. Um, but, yeah, so, again, they were meant to be reformed. You read the Lord's work, um, and then you also took up a trade. So there were a various amount of trades, anything from woodworking, machining, um, anything that would be useful in your time that was there. Uh, so once you got out, you would use that to basically build a career from. The two funniest ones I thought that the tour guide told us, and he was like, shit you not, like that they actually learned as a trade was locksmith why they would teach you that in prison. Um, and Because also, they wanted you to get out. And also how to fly a plane. Like he said, you could actually get your pilot's license, which I'm like, what the fuck? Because there actually was, remember we saw that big hangar as we were leaving where I think it was like private planes. Yeah. Like that street. Yeah, there was yeah. like that big hangar that had like, I think I saw helicopters, a couple of helicopters. Um, so I don't know, like, were they teaching you how to bust the fuck out of prison and then hop a plane down the road? They're like, and do you want to learn how fly to over Canada and, and then fly plane? Yeah. Would great. you like to learn how to escape? Would you like to learn how to escape from prison? <laughs> That's might as well have been what they called it. But anyway, so um, essentially during the early 1900s, that's how the prison uh, ultimately ran. Well, around the 1970s, um, actually around the 60s and 70s, I think, uh, oh yeah, the tour guide mentioned that there was something really specific that happened around that time. The prison in Columbus uh, had caught fire and there were several inmates that they had nowhere else to put them. So they decided to send them to the reformatory and that's when the reformatory turned into um, less of a house of reform where it was meant for as a state institution to provide opportunities for inmates to learn trades, um, it turned into a maximum security facility. Um, so yeah, they said around the mid 20th century. Uh, the six tier East cell block is the largest known structure of its time. So um, whereas it would just be one inmate to themselves and usually somebody as young as 14 years old there were two to a cell at a time where you could be housed, one nonviolent, one with somebody who was a rapist and a murderer. So this is when the whole ideal of the reformatory completely changed. Um, it became substandard by the 70s and 80s. And actually, even around that time, I believe in the late 70s to the early 80s, the inmates actually filed a lawsuit against the state to shut the prison down. I actually think it was in the early 80s. I'm sorry. For some reason, the year 1983 is ringing a bell. And I think that was something that they mentioned during the tour. Um, um, yeah. So I think it was, like I said, for some reason, the year 1983 was ringing a bell. But I think that was around the time that the prisoners actually 
uh, took up and filed this lawsuit against the prison just becoming substandard. It had just become completely overrun. There were so many deaths there. Um, I mean, just not only disease, you got to think around the 1920s and 30s, we did our entire podcast about Waverly. The tuberculosis epidemic was running rampant. So there were a lot of prisoners killed from that. Um, Murders, um, of course, suicides. Uh, There was one prisoner famously in cell 13 um, on the fourth row uh, threw lighter fluid on himself and lit himself on fire. And there were five prison guards injured actually from burns trying to pull him out and put the fire out. So um, once the lawsuit was filed, it actually took about another 10 years for the prison to ultimately close its doors. But um, yeah, after being in operation for almost a hundred years as an active working prison, Ohio State Reformatory closed its doors in 1990. Um, So after that time, the movie, or the the movie, the reformatory served as a movie set. Again, as we mentioned, 25 years ago, uh, the Shawshank Redemption was shot there. Um, But uh, they wanted to, they, after the movie, actually even prior to the movie being shot, so the movie was shot in 94. After that, the entire reformatory was meant to be torn down. Um, There actually was, if people are familiar with the movie, um, there's a part, there's a lot of really famous scenes of the prison yard. Bless you. Uh, There's a lot of really famous scenes of the prison yard and a wall up around the prison. So that wall that would have been around the back where the yard was is gone. That was torn down. Um, bless you. Thank you. We were just talking about dust and I'm like, oh my God. We're all talking about dust and I'm like, um, and then where the yard was now is actually an active working medium security prison. They mentioned, I believe it's called Mansfield prison. Um, that's now back there. So, um, back in 95, after the movie was shot, they were actually wanting to tear the prison down until the, um, Mansfield Historical Society came together uh, and were able to save the museum from being torn down. Um, But to go into a little bit more history about when they were actually housing inmates, it said initially the institution housed young men that were nonviolent first-time offenders. And again, like I said, the objective was to change them through education and improve their spirituality over time with the rising prison populace, um, they sent tougher convicts. The cells became congested. Um, they were now up to two to three men per cell. Um, the way that they were punishing disobedient inmates was by throwing them into the hole, which was solitary confinement. Um, a torture device called the butterfly, um, electro torture, water tubes, all different types of things. Um, and again, like I said, people were dying from TB. Uh, the food was horrendous, all types of diseases. Um, and I'm sorry, actually that lawsuit was filed in 1986 and then ultimately wasn't settled until 1978 by the council of human council of human dignity. And then that ultimately caused, caused the prison to close in 1990. 
Um, and it was the Mansfield Reformatory Preservation Society, actually, in 1995 that decided to reinstate the prison to its original state. So they earned enough money through visitors and fundraisers to be able to pay to revamp and restore the reformatory, at least most of it, to its original form. Um, and like I said, a lot of that led to the uh, fame from the Shawshank Redemption being shot there in 1994. Um, so after the reformatory shut down, gossip started flowing that the prison was haunted by inmates whose spirits were in prison forever behind the bars. Some of the deceased prison guards who perpetuated torture on the prisoners have also been seen and overheard inside the reformatory. In response, the Mansfield uh, Reformatory Preservation Society features ghost hunts and trips, like the one that Casper and I took last Saturday. Um, and Mansfield is now recognized as a site of serious paranormal invest investigations. Um, With good reason. So there's actually <laughs> one part of the... I'm going to go over a few parts of the reformatory that were purported to be the most haunted now that I've kind of given you guys more of a history and backstory of the reformatory. Um, one of the places, and this is actually somewhere where Casper and I got a lot of activity personally um, and capture on video, was um, the management wing of the prison. Uh, there was a warden at the time named Warden Gladkey that lived there with his family his two sons and his wife, Helen, um, in their personal bedroom in this management wing, the wife, Helen, was pulling down a hat box off of a shelf and she didn't know that her husband's gun was under that hat box. And when she pulled the hat box down, it caused the gun to fall, discharge, and it shot her in the face, in the head. Some, I think it might've been in the head or actually in the chin, whatever, it was in her head and it killed her. Her two boys were across the hall and actually witnessed this happen. Um, she haunts that room, most of that whole wing, yep. to this day. Yep. Um, so there have been reports of smelling her perfume in the bathroom. Um, people have said that they feel cold spots around that area. We did. Um, you'll hear pick up EVPs. Um, sometimes people are able to capture her on film, some not. Um, Ted Glackey, which was actually the youngest son of Helen and Warden Glackey, has even stated himself uh, reactions to these paranormal involvements. Um, most of the material transcribed about his parents haunting, he found shocking. It, I think to this day, it's just hard for him to believe. Um, it probably would be. I mean, not only to witness your mom's death, she actually didn't die in the prison, from what we were told. Um, she actually died later on at the hospital. But her spirit is very active, as we stated here, actually, as I just read, and then our own personal experiences. Um, I have used a pendulum in the past. And more recently bought one for our trip to the reformatory. And I was able to use it during the time that we were there in our ghost hunt. And specifically in that room, in the exact spot where she was shot twice, that pendulum went insane. It spun and rotated in a huge circle. Um, smaller circles that Casper was actually able to capture on film. 
um, sounds that we heard in there, the wind picking up that we recorded on video that we did not hear audibly ourselves. And then when we did hear it, there was an audible scream that I heard that Casper actually herself did not hear. That was not captured on camera, but again, like we said, personal experience. Um, she is very active in that part of the prison. I still feel like she thinks that that's her home. Um, whether her husband is still there, I don't know. I believe in the tour they said he actually did pass away there. Um, so his spirit could be residing there as well. Well, we literally um, walked in that room for the while we were having the actual tour and I was touched. Literally the second we walked into that area, I was touched. <clears throat> and I took a minute because I was like, maybe it was my imagination, whatever. And I felt it like linger on my elbow. And I was like, I leaned over to Becky and one of the tour guides. And I said, I was just touched. And right when we were turning around to walk out, I was poked in the arm. And when we came back and, you know, Becky was talking about her experience. She, of course, was like, you know, you need to come in here. Like, I, my pendulum was going crazy. I walk in there. And I was touched in there, too. I'm sorry. Actually, the hand that I had the pendulum in, someone grabbed my index finger. Um, so she was like, of course. She's like, you know, come in here. There's a lot going on in here. I walk in the... I was drawn to the exact spot. She did not... Now, at first, she did not tell me where it was. I just walked over to that spot and felt a cold spot there, and my shoulder was grabbed. So, yeah. it's She's there. <laughs> Oh, okay, so really quick information I just found, and I apologize for this. She was not shot in the face. She was actually shot in the rib cage. Um, so it was actually in 1935 that uh, Glatke became the warden of the reformatory. Um, and it was in November of 1950 that Helen was shot by the discharged gun in her chest. Um, she died later at the hospital. And then Glackey himself, nine years later, suffered a heart attack. So he actually did die in the building. So I'm, I apologize. Correction on that. She was not shot in the head. She was shot in the chest. And then nine years later, he did die in the prison of a heart attack. So that's even spookier that she was shot in the chest and he had a heart attack. Um, Weird. So he could very well be there, too. Yeah. That could be that scream I heard. Um, cause that, every was, a time male, I was, that was a male scream. It wasn't every time I was touched, female. it felt in that area. Every time I was touched, it felt female. Yeah. Me personally, every She's time I was touched. Definitely in that area. Um, a lot of cold spots. So everything that is purported, um, and mind you, I didn't read this article before I went. So it's not like I read something that, influenced me to think that I was going to feel these things like these, these stories I'm just now reading and they totally corroborated everything that happened while we were there. Um, no, neither one of us had known anything about that prior to going there. So that was um, new to both of us. So there's another place, um, the sanctuary. So I believe this is the sanctuary was the, that wasn't the whole, that's actually, okay. So that's the prison I'm, or not, not the prison. I'm sorry. The sanctuary was actually, that's the church part of it. Um, 
So it actually says here that people have captured orbs throughout the entire building itself. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, we captured orbs. Um, again, guys, one thing I did want to say. Um, I've always been one to be skeptical of orbs with good reason. Because especially even more so now with the way phones and newer cameras take pictures, orbs, you you would actually have to really know what an orb looks like and find uh, actual true investigational evidence of what an actual orb looks like. I have witnessed orbs in person myself and I've actually captured orbs in the home I grew up in on one of those old disposable cameras after the film was exposed. So I, I, I don't want to say I'm like the orb fucking expert, but I can, I have a better eye to differentiate what is an actual orb versus what's a bug, what's a reflection. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, nine times out of 10, if there's any type of reflective surface around, that's probably not going to be an orb. If there's something that's shiny, if there's a window, if there's a mirror, if there's anything nearby that can reflect off a light source, it's probably not an orb. If it's a really dusty room, it's probably not an orb. Um, If it's a room where there's broken windows or no windows, bugs can look a lot like fucking orbs. There have been so much, so many fucking videos over, even before fucking YouTube, so many fucking videos where people were duped into thinking that they were finding light patterns and orbs that were fucking bugs. I mean, they can they can reflect off certain bugs can reflect off light that will really fuck with the naked eye. There's so, one picture in particular I'm going to post with our group that looks odd, but we're both kind of we're both being skeptical on it. We're like it could be something, but it could be bug. So, you know, like obviously we want your opinion on it. What you think it might be. Because we have a few that are definitively orbs. Yeah, we have two in particular that are most definitely orbs. But there's one that looks like a rod, but it's like bluish in nature. So it's like that could be a bug, but it's very odd looking. So, and there's like a dust. There's dust in the same picture. So that's cool that you can kind of help differentiate that it's not dust. But it definitely is. It's odd. I'll just, I'll just say that it's whatever it is, is odd. Yeah, it's, it's uh, an odd rod. Yeah, odd rod. Oh my god, odd yeah. rod. Dad jokes. Right. Dad jokes. <laughs> but um, yeah. So definitely look up Google what orbs look like and Google what light trails from bugs, reflective surfaces, things like that, dust looks like, and look up the differences. Um, and then just kind of make your own judgment from there. Um. But I'm I'm one who actually does believe in orbs. I believe that spirits and ghosts are energy sources. And I believe if they can use anything like an electrical device that gives off energy, they're going to absorb that and use that to communicate in, in any way that they can. So I am one personally that believes in orbs. 
but a really good way to test orbs is they will give off their own light source. They don't they don't need anything else to give off a source of light. That's why I said be, be very careful of reflective surfaces because they will form their own light and you will actually be able to see in the picture that they actually look spherical and they're not translucent. So they will look like a fully formed it literally looks matter. like the end of a flashlight in a way. Yeah. Like the end of a flashlight. But you don't have that trail. But you have the beam. The beam because there's no, right. There's the beam. No, the beam. There's nothing creating the light source. Right. It's, it's creating its, its own light source. So. The beam. Um, the beeps. I'm sorry. Um, there's also, now we didn't, we did go into the, um, infirmatory or infirmatory, good Jesus, the infirmary. Um, that was in the upper part of the prison above the, that was above the chapel, right? Where was the infirmary at? The infirmary was where those ladies were getting the salt taste. Do you remember where we all got together towards the end and there were the shower rooms right here and there was a room right before there where I heard a... Okay, so that wasn't That's the, east. the infirmary. Was that the large cell That's block? That's the large cell block. So that was east. That was the east cell block. The largest cell block is the east cell block. Okay, then that was the east cell block. Okay, so what's the space above? The TV room. Gotcha. Um, so the infirmary is another place that a lot of people have witnessed. Um, Mr. Saltz was his EMF name. sensors going off, um, their own personal experiences, apparitions. So there was a, there were two separate groups there towards the end of the time that we had stayed for the tour. Um, there was a group of two men and there was a group of several ladies and another gentleman that the one group of the two men, one guy had been there previously several times. Um, this group with the young ladies and the gentlemen had only been there the first time and they reported going into the infirmary and their throats being dry, feeling like there's a lump in their throats to the point they couldn't swallow. And every time they licked their lips, they had a taste of salt on their lips and in their mouth. Other people witnessed this that weren't in their group as well. So the gentleman in the other group with him and another male mentioned, um, I don't remember hearing this on my part of the tour group. Maybe it was mentioned on another tour group, but he stated that there is a spirit that haunts that particular part of the prison named Mr. Salty. It was a former inmate who used to, um, he was an assistant to the doctor. And basically what he would do is that if there were inmates that, so a lot of inmates obviously would want to go to the infirmary because it was one of the better parts of the prison at the time cleaner, more sanitary. And if they wanted to get out of being in a cell with up to two other people with them, they would want to go to the infirmary. Well, sometimes you'd have to fake being sick. Uh, this guy would give them Epsom, Eps, large amounts of Epsom salt to swallow, which would give, um, it, it, you vomit basically. I mean, that's basically the response it gives you. It makes you very sick. So people that have gone into that room get that lump in their throat as if there's dry like salt and their lips and mouths will taste like salt. So 
I didn't get that salty taste when I went in there. The spirit could have long been gone by that time. And they do move around. That is one thing I did notice about this place. They'll, 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 they'll come when they need to come and then leave when they're ready to go. So he could have left by this time. Um, but those people that were there, that group definitely did experience something, definitely tasted salt, witnessed a full body apparition, had their camera malfunction. Yeah. It was just a half body apparition. It was legs. Remember? Yeah, they said they, they just saw legs, legs chase them out of the room. So that <laughs> Excuse me, but fucking too. hell. Right. A full body apparition is one thing, but seeing half a body apparition running at you, no thanks. <laughs> oh my God. That would have scared the fucking shit out if of I me. If I just saw legs. If I just saw legs. Yeah, Honestly, I would rather see the full body. Oh, I would too. <laughs> I would full on rather see a full body apparition than see just legs fucking mm-hmm. coming at me. No thanks. Um, We did not go into the basement. No, we didn't. We were invited, I but we did not. Did not want to go into the basement. They um, were like, we went down in the tunnels. Do you want to go? And I was like, fuck. No. Yeah, that's what happened. Those exact words, precisely. <laughs> to you, and then exactly. How long can we carry out this note? No, love it. Um. <laughs> so, according to this article, there's apparently two really dominant spirits that are in that basement. There was purportedly a 14 year old boy that was beaten to death there in the reformatory whose spirit still haunts the prison um and also a very menacing guard i'm sure he was probably one of the guards that tortured prisoners there um he has a very angry presence that he gives off so both of those both of those spirits have been seen and witnessed and felt in the basement i feel like we would have walked down there and been like yeah and just walked out yeah we had a few moments like that yep we did Cell blocks, we got halfway down and we're like, nope. Now, was that the one where we got the picture of the mass where we stopped? Um, the second cell block? It was the no, second. No, it wasn't a cell block. What is it? Sol- solitary. Row. Solitary. It was solitary. Confinement. No, not that one by the exit. Oh, you're talking about the half body that we got. Yes. Of the legs. Yeah. That was just a cell block. Second. The big floor, one. right? The big one, and it was on the second floor, right? No, because the second floor wasn't. You weren't allowed. To That's go right. On the the third floor. floor. So it was the it was, one. It was probably. Th- I, it was hard to tell. Because it was they all the one the where we started walking down, and then we were like, "Nope," and turned around and started walking back. No, we walked down every single one on no, the we east didn't. side. Yeah, we did. No, then this was on the west side. Then that was the one where we Which, started like I walking said, it's down. Possible because we started I, walking down, the and then we felt something at the end, and then we turned around and we walked back. That wasn't just solitary. We did that on one. Of, we did That's on one right. Of the yeah. No, that too. was the small one. I apologize. That was. They all look the same at some point to so me. It, so it's hard. They really do. That is very. <laughs> so one thing, if you're familiar with the movie, I wanted to mention because I've been asked this: the cell blocks in the Shawshank Redemption were shot on a soundstage in downtown Mansfield, Ohio. They are very different than the actual cell blocks that are there at the actual reformatory. The cell blocks at the reformatory look almost identical to Eastern State Penitentiary. They are more close to what Eastern State Penitentiary looks like versus what's in the Shawshank Redemption. So I have been asked that. I did want to make that clear. Um, 
but yes, so in solitary, the whole, rather, any way you want to call it, there, okay, so people have felt very uncomfortable in this space, have witnessed a lot of different things. Obviously, this is a very desolate area. Uh, if you had to be housed in the hole, that is not somewhere you wanted to go. So if you're going to have like the most restless of the restless spirits, they're going to be here. And we captured an apparition on camera that I saw at the very end of the hallway. Um, well, even prior to that, we had met another gentleman that stated he heard recordings of growls down in that part of the prison. So I already wasn't too interested in wanting to further go in there anyway, because you hear that. That's that's Growls are either A, demons, demons or B, very, very aggressive Very spirit. aggressive, angry spirits, yes, very much so. So, of course, I didn't feel any demonic activity there, though, either. but demonic, or, or I mean, but angry, angry and aggressive, fuck yes. So what happened was, is, well, we had both talked, we were, you know, trying to figure out somewhere else to go, and I was like, well, I'm going to go to solitary, and she's like, sure. So we're walking in there, and I'm already feeling, we wa we walked over the threshold, and I stopped, and she said what, and I said, I thought I heard footsteps. Which I don't know if I did, but after, you know, what actually, what I'm about to tell you, it's very possible I did. We walked in there. We were the only ones in there at the time. There were a lot of times where we were the only ones in a certain area at a time, right. which was actually really nice. Because um, you could help differentiate between the yeah. sounds of other people versus, you know. Very, very easily. Yeah. We walked literally two cells down and she stopped me and she said... You said something to the effect of, I think, hold up, I think I see something down mm -hmm. there. Which made me stop. Now, I had already started feeling slightly uneasy, but when she stopped me, I felt so uncomfortable. I was like, I bet something's down here, I'm going to take pictures. So I took three different pictures. And after I did that, I, look, I literally looked at her and I said, I cannot be in here. I do not want to go oh, down yeah, there. Something I is wrong. I have to get out. So we didn't go down any farther. Now, we did walk it completely during the day, but that was when a massive group of people were with us. Right. So obviously that's different than two women by themselves in solitary confinement with what I feel like is in a very aggressive, male. big male spirit. Well, right. we looked through the pictures, and I'm going to post it. It looks like there's a man standing at the end of the hallway is what it looks like. A big, you can see the outline of the legs, and you can see an arm, and it's... That freaked me out because I'm like, that's exactly what what we felt, and who knows we. Would that's have been. what I saw. So I saw yeah. that apparition at the end of the hallway because there's an exit sign up in the corner, and I could see the head move back and forth between the exit sign to where it was actually covering up most of the E and the exit sign, and I could see it, and it was, it felt as if it was taunting us, as if it was like. Oh, come down here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Yeah, come here. Yeah, you, you over there, you guys, come here. Come here. Like it was, that frightened me even more. The fact that I felt like it wanted us, like it was luring us to come down there. I, I, that we, was, one that of was us would have gotten attacked. That was terrifying. One of us would have gotten attacked. I have yeah. no doubt in my mind. There were times when I was in there where I actually felt 
terrified. And I don't mean terrified to the point of like, I was scared, like I didn't want to be there, but I felt like one of the prisoners and very well could have been one of the younger inmates that were there was attaching himself to me. And I was feeling empathy for him. I was feeling, I mean, because I thought to myself, and that was something they even mentioned during the tour. What if you were a 15 year old boy and you just like stole something from a gas station and you have to be housed with really hardened criminals, men that had done unspeakable crimes. I mean, you would feel like, why am I here? And that's more of what I felt that, that terror, that terror of feeling like no hope, uh, it's all lost. I, I'm never going to get out of here. Just this, this fear of this hopelessness came over me several times uh, when I was in there. And, and that in itself, again, is, of course, a personal experience that I feel as an empath. But that was deep. That was a very heavy She was feeling. shaking. Like, I'm not... We were actually... He had just taken us to... The first cell block and the small one is west, right? West, is that what yes. you said? So we were in the west cell block and she just comes up to me and I can feel her body shaking. It was actually freaking me out because I'm like, why is she so terrified? And then I thought to myself, I bet she's she's feeding off of somebody here is kind of what I thought. Because when we when you're an empath and you're as sensitive as we are and you walk into a room like that, we were being pounded by spirits. It was so overwhelming. It was just like, they all knew we were there and they were like, oh my God. And I was like, wait, <laughs> I'm already, I'm like, I give me a minute. I have to get my bearings. <laughs> it was to say the least for sure. Yeah. Because you know, you're coming into a place. I had prepared myself to know that I was coming into a place that there were going to be a lot of restless, sad, some very angry spirits. Um, this was a formal, it's a decommissioned prison. I mean, this is not a happy place. This was not a happy place to be. This is not somewhere where they were happy people. So, happy yeah. People. Why don't you, why don't you tell them what you saw during the tour? So that'll lead into one of the fucking craziest things that's ever happened to me in my entire fucking life. Obviously again, <laughs> uh, no, wait, which part? Which which part happened to be true? The apparition you saw. Oh, that part. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm like, which part? She's uh, like, wait. <laughs> so not not when we were by ourselves. This was not when we were by ourselves. Daytime was, yeah. tour prior to. Okay, yeah. So this would have. It was like seven thirty. This at the end of the hallway. Though, which cell block would this have been? It's in? the because, west side. Okay, because what it was, was a that? Small one. What was at the end of that? That showers we went down. Okay, gotcha. During the tour, mind you, I've never been here before. I have no. I we're on the west cell block, looking down the hallway. There's two other separate tours going on while we're there. So I'm seeing. As the tour guide is, you know, giving his spiel, I'm looking down the hallway out of the corner of my eye and I'm kind of eyeing people as they're walking back and forth. And I'm seeing people walk down the hallway, walk back out the hallway, back and forth. Well, after I see most of, I guess, would have been that tour group 
walk back out the opposite way, which would have been to my left, I saw full-bodied, I guess for lack of a better word, apparition, because it was almost like a silhouette, kind of almost like a shadow, because I didn't, more now looking back on when it happened, it wasn't an actual person that I saw form, but I did see, you know, arms swing, legs swing, and I saw it move from left to right into that back hallway. I just assumed at the time that there was an exit out that way because I never saw that quote unquote person or apparition or shadow or whatever the fuck you want to call it. I never saw it walk back out right to left to exit out the other way where there actually is an exit out of the building. I thought to the right there was an exit. I didn't know. So after the tour, once we got into doing our own investigating, I didn't realize until after we had gone down into that part when we were walking back out because I stopped Casper in the middle of the hallway and I realized, oh my God, during the tour, that was not a person, that was an apparition. And there, there was mention that there are shadow people. Yeah, there are shadow much. people seen a lot throughout there. And I firmly, without a shadow of a doubt, no pun intended, I saw a fucking shadow person. I know I did because if it never came back out of that room, there was no other exit for it to go out of. There was no other way uh, except for it to just fucking dematerialize. Exactly. Well, the first time I went down there, I'll, I'll tell you guys this part. The first, the first time we went down there. So the first time we went down there, we actually were met by these ladies. They were both probably in their mid fifties, um, early sixties, something like that. They were really, really nice ladies. They were just looking around. We walked down there and I really, really liked the sound of the wind because of the way this building was made and like the drafts in the, in the building. It was loud. It was yeah. like really, really loud. And it sounded like, Ooh, and I was like, Hello, it's like a real haunted house. Yeah, like I mean, technically, it wasn't real, (laughs) (laughs) but it's like that noise you hear when you go into like the fake haunted houses that they play, like to make the wind sound. Well, that was actually like naturally occurring here, and I loved it. Um, but we're back there. We're just kind of talking. We're just looking around. I captured. I got a video. I wanted a video of the sound of the wind, and I noticed. Because Becky had her light on her phone, and then I noticed the light going away, and then you hear me, you hear me like, don't leave me! (laughs) Like, I'm yelling at her, like, please don't leave me! Because I was like, I wasn't scared, but I wasn't about to fucking be standing there in front of the shower (laughs) room by my goddamn self. Never, look, (laughs) it's all about the fucking buddy system when you're ghost hunting, okay? Like, not about to be there by myself. Yeah, yeah, we're not doing that. So... I followed her into another room. I turned around, snapped three photos. Did not know what I captured at the moment. Later on in the night, we took a break for a minute because we were both parched. We were so thirsty. It's so goddamn dusty in that building. Oh, my God. And yeah. You um, have allergies. God help you. You're I actually like, was okay, though. As yeah, I did better than were. what I thought, but I thought, like, oh, God, now I I, I sympathize with Zach when he goes into those investigations and has to. I kept saying that too. I'm I like, God damn, we're gonna get this. We're gonna get mesothelioma. <laughs> I need one of those. Bestest. I need a Zach Baggins air filter fucking asthma mask on. 
Um, so anyway, while we were taking a break, I decided to go through some of my pictures because I was like, hey, if I caught something, we could go back to that spot and, you know, do EVP, whatever. So I found an orb that I had captured while we were back there. And I said, we should go back there and try to communicate. Okay, this is where it gets fucking weird. On the way back there, we see flashlights. Like, you know what a phone looks flashlight looks like in the dark? We were seeing that and we were hearing voices. So obviously we're like, okay, people are down here. Obvious conclusion to come to. The farther we get, or the closer we get to that area, now mind you again, the wind is very loud through this whole area. And at that time, the wind was very loud. The closer we got to this area, the quieter it was getting. And again, mind you, that we had seen flashlights and heard people's voices. By this point, I hadn't heard, we weren't hearing anybody's voices anymore or seeing any flashlights. Which was weird, because just like she said, there are no exits. They had nowhere to go. So it's like, where the, what the fuck were these lights we were seeing? And what the fuck were the voices we were hearing? We obviously thought they were tours, like tours other people that were doing a ghost hunt but there was nobody fucking there yeah i'm telling you right now if you guys and ever fucking hear there's if a, you hear nothing if you're <laughs> that that's if you start hearing shit and all of a sudden you don't hear anything i'm sorry that's that's just and the closer we got to this area where this orb was in my picture the quieter it got and i'm yeah. telling you when people say it's a quiet that's deafening mm-hmm I understand what that means now because we could not hear, I could not personally hear anything but my own voice, her voice and our footsteps. Nothing else was audible. I could not hear wind. I could not hear other people from other groups. I could hear shit except for us. It was almost like the world stopped. And I asked her, I was like, do you hear the wind? Do you hear anything? And she said, no. And, I was and like, it freaked me out that the exact same thing had happened to me in that moment. And I'm glad she said something because it was almost, it's exactly like that. There's no other way to describe it. You just have a moment where you literally hear nothing. I mean, literally a deafening quiet. And then all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck? So we walk over to the spot where the orb was in the picture. And... um. Sorry, we had a momentary freak out. So she decided to take her pendulum out. And I actually videoed this. Now this is where it gets fucked up. The entire time her pendulum is out, we physically cannot hear anything. Except, like I said, us talking. We were standing completely still. I was videoing this. On the video on my phone, you can hear the wind. We physically couldn't hear it. That fucked with me really fucking bad when I listened, when I watched that video. Uh, now, with you. <laughs> when we ourselves, um, she was doing that, she had held the pendulum out, and like I said, she was completely still. The pendulum was moving, but there's a part where she says, Do you want us to take another picture of you? The pendulum stops moving and sound came back immediately. It was the weirdest shit I had ever felt, heard in my entire life. But what's even weirder is that the fact that when I took the video, the video on the phone, you can hear everything. 
So that really fucked with my head. And then seconds later, she looks at me and she goes, I just heard a scream. And I was like, let's go. I was like, we are done with being back here. I don't want to be back here anymore. I didn't hear the scream, but there were certain things that happened to me that didn't happen to her. And there were certain things that happened to her that didn't happen to me. And it's all about personal experience. So I full on believed her and I was like, I don't do screams. Let's go. (laughs) Oh my God, no, I don't either. And uh, we, um, okay, so. This is where I got mixed up. So the recording with the pendulum was not in the Glackies room, even no. though my pendulum did go crazy. And I wish two. I would have gotten that, but, but we, no, we didn't. The get video that. was in that room. Yeah. Yes, it was, because that's where I heard the scream. Yeah, but I was touched in the room where Helen was was shot. Yeah. And, so so yeah. let's let's share a funny story. So we immediately are getting ready to start, you know, investigating on our own. Now, mind you, a week before, they had the Shawshank Redemption 25-year thing, and they had cardboard cutouts of the people who played in it, and people were strategically putting these cardboard cutouts in places that were mean. (laughs) So... Like, on a level... (laughs) Like, rude. Just just rude. Just so rude. (laughs) So, first of all, I did not know that Becky had ninja skills. But um, I didn't know I did either, apparently. Someone put one in the cell door, like right at the beginning of the east, the west cell block. I turned my flashlight up. I kind of, it spooked me. I'm not going to lie. It spooked me because I just saw a person standing there, but she didn't get spooked. This bitch about jumped in my arms. I got smacked in the face. I got slightly hit i'm so sorry it was so funny that i couldn't breathe i was like i don't care that you hit me that was really fucking hilarious she just ninja'd like oh my fucking god it just like went insane and i was like it's it's a it's a cardboard cutout (laughs) so that was how it began which was pretty fucking great i'm not gonna lie you literally would have thought that like I just saw, like, I don't even know what I thought I saw. We experience real paranormal activity. She does nothing. I do nothing. She sees a cardboard cut out of a person and fucking jumps in my arms. (laughs) I was like, oh shit, Jesus Christ! And fucking arms started flailing like one of those fucking inflatable things. And I just smacked Casper right in face. And I was like, oh my god, if I just smacked you in the head, I am so sorry. But I didn't like, even care. I was laughing so hard. I wish I could have got that on video. I literally did not react to anything else actual paranormal that happened that entire night the way I reacted <laughs> to that fucking cardboard cutout. Yep. Nope, you didn't. So. You didn't. Yeah. Really <laughs> glad no one else was standing around but her because they would have gotten the laugh of their life and... I well, even when we were walking on the other into side, a hole and died. It was <laughs> like, it was dark, and we had our flashlights like barely on. Oh, there were guy so many walks people out of a of a cell. <laughs> he just walked out, and I was like, "Dude, you can't do that shit." <laughs> like, do you understand where we are you right can't now? Just walk out of the cell. You can't sir. just do that, sir. Excuse me, rude. It's fuck. Like, yeah, there were a lot of times where. Because obviously, and especially in the beginning of it, there were a lot of people there. 
So you would walk into a room and not know anybody was there and they would just be sitting there by themselves and literally about scare the holy piss out of you. And you're already (laughs) on edge to begin with. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's pitch dark in a fucking purportedly haunted prison. And whether you believe in that shit or not, you're already on fucking pins and needles. So when you walk into a room and someone's just fucking sitting there in the dark or cardboard cutouts just standing there in the fucking dark, yeah, you're... No, thanks. You're like full-blown heart attack mode. Yeah, like... Ninja. Yeah, straight ninja. Did Everybody was kung fu fighting! That's what, like, I what happened. I didn't know you. I had it in me. That's what I should have started singing. I really did not know I had those kind of skills in me. It was amazing. So before we did that, though, what was really funny, and I think this is what kind of got you on edge, when you walk into that room from where all of the refreshments are there. You can go to the right side. You can go to the left. Well, I was like, hey, we didn't go to the left side during the tour, so I'd like to see what's over here. So we go towards the left side, and it was almost like walking smack into a wall. We both stopped. I looked at her, and I was like, something is wrong over here. I don't want to be over here. And she said the same thing, so we just noped. We were like, no. We're going to come back on the other side. Even when we walked up in the cell blocks, we would not walk over there. We would turn around and we would come back the same way. Because something over there, either A, didn't want us over there, or B, was another... I I felt terrified, like, going in that direction. Something something was wrong. I I can't place it, but something was definitely wrong. Um, So when we went to the big cell block, the east side... We were both just walking, and there were quite a few people there at this time, and we walked past, past. We was Got it. Walked. <laughs> About an hour in. Well, she, she like was in front of me. She, I can't talk regularly. Not just an hour <laughs> in. This is every fucking day of my goddamn life. So she's walking a little bit farther in front of me. I didn't see her react or anything, but I walked in front of this cell and I went deaf. Like my, it literally, do you know that feeling you get when you're driving on a, on a mountain and your ears have to pop and it's almost like you go deaf. That's kind of what it felt like. And I stopped and I was like, whoa. And she's like, what? And I was like, I just went deaf. Like there was actually a group of girls in front of her, probably five or six cell blocks in front of her. I couldn't hear. I could hear them. I walked past the cell. I couldn't hear them. I couldn't hear anything. I remember me deaf. And then I told you the exact same thing. And you were like, "Are you serious? That just happened to me." And I was like, I stopped in front of that cell, and I was like, full body chills. Something was standing there, and she came over, and she definitely corroborated that. She was like, "Something's definitely standing here." It was a cold spot. It was freezing. Um, she pulled out her pendulum. Again, I did not get this. I know. I'm sorry. I only, <laughs> I'm sorry. I only pulled the phone out to record the pendulum one time. And you know, a lot of stuff just happens in the moment, you right. guys. Like you'll, you'll, you'll know that if you've never done it before, or if you're new to doing it, that a lot of things just happen in the moment, and you just sort of like have to let them. Sorry if you felt a big bump, uh, or heard a big bump. Um, that was me. That was her. Uh. Sometimes you just need to let it happen when it happens and just enjoy it it. and just enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. But I actually, what I thought I was experiencing until you said that you went deaf in that moment is I thought my ears had popped. 
Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that you described it in that way because that's what I, a lot of things I try to rationalize first. And I think that's what I was trying to rationalize it happened. And that's probably why you said, didn't say anything. Yeah. Until you said what had happened to you. And I was like, holy shit. Then no. <laughs> Not to mention the fact, why would my ears pop in that moment anyway? In the middle of a cell block. Yeah. There's no hills. There's no. I wasn't in a highly elevated area that would had a lack of oxygen enough to make my ears do that so yeah well we tried to do an evp session in that spot and we didn't catch anything um but we definitely felt something there we didn't capture anything on film either but there was something there yeah and then when someone walked by past us it was gone it spooked it off now was that the smaller cell block or the larger one big so that was on the first floor that was cell seven cell seven in the eastern cell block. Which is weird because that number is actually significant to both of us. So. Yep. <laughs> For sure. So. That, that was the weird thing about that it. That could have also been. So yeah. Even even in that instance. That could have been just a personal experience. It right. may not even be connected to anything. That just could have been something there in that moment. That we were meant to experience. Which was cool. Yeah. That was very cool. Uh, now, there was one time we were up in the cell blocks. This was on the small one, which would have been the east. No, west. West was west. the small one. Sorry. God damn it's it. It's okay. You're fine. I just know small and big. <laughs> that was what she said. <laughs> anyway, so um, we were walking back on one of them, and I actually saw a white light go from... So I'm, like, walking on the right side is the cells, on the left side is the rail. I saw a white light go from the rail into a cell room, a cell block, and now that room was 106. I remember that specifically. I walked up to that room. I don't think you were experiencing anything, but you saw my body reacting to something because I don't think you said you experienced anything in that spot, but I was experiencing a cold spot right there. Do you remember that? I was like, oh my God, I just saw a white light go from this way to this way. I walked over there. Okay, and that's where you said you were feeling the cold spot in the lower part, like down. I was actually feeling something in that cell block. Oh, in the actual, like, hallway? Yeah, that that part or the point where I saw that white light go from the rail into the cell block. I don't think you were experiencing anything there. Because you even looked at my arm and you were like, holy shit. Because my entire arm was just full of chills. Yeah, and I didn't feel anything there. And you didn't. So I don't know. Something connected with me that wasn't connecting with you. Kind of like when you heard the scream. That's what I'm saying. Like certain times you can be with someone else, be in the same exact spot. And one person experienced something and the other person doesn't. It's fucking crazy. Uh, But something apparently connected with me in 106. Don't know what. I just saw it go from there to there, and I felt it standing in front of me, and then it went away. That was literally it. Um, Now, there was another experience we had in that room. Now, this was a room above where, is it Glocky? Yeah. Was uh, shot. I walked into this room, and Becky was behind me, and I heard, so when you walk into the room, to the left side is a closet, and to the right side is just windows. I heard audibly in my ear to the right side a, hey. And Becky was on my left side, so I was like, I looked to my right, and I'm like, there's nothing there. I was like, did you hear a hey? She said no. I was like, well, I'm going to go over here where I heard it. So I walked over where I heard it, and that's where I felt the cold spot from my knees down. 
And then that's where I felt it. Yeah. And then you walk over and felt the cold spot validating it. So I pulled out my phone to catch, to try to do an EVP and we caught an EVP that's fucking awesome. Really, really, really awesome. Now, I think the most definitive word that everybody sort of agrees on is the word play. Mm -hmm. You've everybody that we've let listen to it, including us definitively hear the word play. Yes. Definitely hear the word play. But in the context of whatever sentence it's trying to form, it either sounds like, what did you say? I hear, please come and play. That's what I hear. I heard, do you want to play? Because in the first word I hear us, I hear us um, in it, but my husband heard, uh, can you come play? So it's everybody agrees <laughs> on the word play, but so it had to have been something to the effect of come here and play something or to that I effect. want you to play or we want you to play or it wanted to play. <laughs> that's what was and happening. we did not so <laughs> well the whole yeah. time too like the whole recording is about a minute and a half to two i think it's about a minute and a half when i talk you can tell it's me like you can definitely tell i'm the one holding the phone so you right. can definitely tell it's me now there is a time there are times that becky talks but when she does she never fully whispers and when she whispers you know that time that thing where you can whisper but sometimes your voice will come through mm-hmm. kind of like you're whispering but your voice will come through like that. That's what you sounded like when you talked. This whole thing is a full-on whisper. And second of all, why the fuck would you say that? Well, and like in the video with the pendulum that we did capture, you do hear me whispering, but you can make out my own voice. Yeah. And this audio clip, you can definitely make out your voice, but this other voice, this EVP that's captured towards the end, does first of all it doesn't sound like me it doesn't sound like my whisper and again like casper said why would i say something like that and if she did it actually says it very slowly it doesn't say like you know how when we talk we talk like this this is how we talk it's quick uh to the point but they drag it out like can someone play yeah can someone come play like it's really drug out. That chills talking about that. Play? Yeah, yeah. Because it, it it really sounds like someone's whispering a full. It's a full fucking sentence. We captured a full sentence, guys. I was listening to that on Sunday, and I was like, I immediately got chills. Like I was listening back to all the EVP sessions that we did. Unfortunately, this is the only one we caught, but not even unfortunately because it's a full fucking sentence. But I'm listening to it. And I immediately was like, that was not her. Like, I went back and listened to it again and again and again and again and again and again. And I was like, that's not her. And I was trying to make out what it was saying. And I was like... Oh, I listened to it so many times, you know, clear... Like, my husband listened to it. He's like, okay, well, clearly that's not your voice. Um, And then, like I said, he heard the word play. Everybody heard the word play. Everybody definitively heard that word. Um, You know, when we discussed the EVPs that we captured when we were at the Lizzie Borden house at the Borden bed and breakfast, um, those were just a, a knock sound and a no, a no. 
that you hear very audibly in a whisper to get a full sentence <laughs> out of a spirit is unremarkable. Like that, that is such a rare thing to happen. I mean, like capturing audible evidence, capturing vis visual evidence, seeing full body apparitions are hopes and dreams that the average ghost hunter wants to see or hear like that's like trophies for a ghost yeah hunter. that's it's like not the, an that's average the big, occurrence that's the big shit because feeling stuff is one thing but capturing actual evidence holy shit this is this evp if we would have only got this EVP and nothing else, this would have been a success. Like this EVP is incredible. You know, and we do want to we do want to put it out there to everyone that not not every place that is purported is purportedly haunted will people feel experiences. Um and not everyone may feel the same experiences. Um I'm sure down the line at some point there will be a place where Casper and I are just like, mm, we don't feel anything. Like, we just don't. You know, there may not be anything there. Uh, so, you know, so we don't want to get, we don't want to portray that everywhere that we go that's purportedly haunted, we're automatically going to feel something because I'm not susceptible to gimmicks. I'm, it, when it comes to something like this, I personally am going to know if I feel something or not. Yep. Um, also, there are a lot of people that ghost hunt that are flat out skeptics. And also, they do not in any way, shape, or form open themselves up to the spiritual realm. So if you have a physiological block up already as a full-fledged skeptic, Nine times out of ten, you are not going to capture anything paranormal. Because ghosts are not going to be attracted to want to communicate with you. You're putting up a wall. You're putting up a block for them to not communicate with you. So that's even going to create more of a skeptic. So keep that in mind. You know, whether, if you want to call yourself a skeptic, fine. You know, definitely go into things skeptical. I would rather have people go into something being a skeptic versus just believing in everything because you don't want to leave yourself too susceptible because then you'll start to see ghosts and things that are just not fucking ghosts and that's not good. Um, but Jesus is in the toast. Right. Jesus is in the wall. Jesus is in the floor. Jesus. Uh, Judas. Don't, don't fuck, like, don't do that because yeah, you'll see it in everything. But if you're going to be a skeptic, be an open minded skeptic be healthy be a healthy skeptic because if you're a healthy skeptic you can actually leave your mind opening to actual things happening that you can at the end of the day go you know what i can't explain that and it's actually really fucking cool it's it's cool i mean like i'm not gonna sit here and say that what we experienced wasn't really i mean we're we're open and we are empaths and we do feel things and keep ourselves open to the spiritual realm to have it into open ourselves up to more experiences than the average person. But one thing that both of us do, both of us do, is we do go in skeptical. We try to debunk everything first. That's why when we looked at the photographs, when we looked at what 
could be perceived as bugs or orbs when we listen to the audio playback. We listen to it many, many, many multiple times. We let other people listen to it to corroborate it. We don't just put it out there and automatically say that's a ghost. Like we we want to debunk every single thing possible first before we go in and say this is definitively what this is. This is a spirit. This is a ghost. One of the first things I did on the tour, there was a room where I actually felt a bit of a draft, which I didn't tell you this because I honestly didn't think anything of it. I It could have been a cold spot. I don't know. But I asked the guide, I said, is there a vent? I said, are there any vents in this area? And she said no. And I was like, okay, just wanted to know for future information. I felt a cold draft, but that could have been anything. I mean, it's a... You can tell a difference between a draft and a cold spot. There's Definitely. a difference. And even even when it blows by you, I was like, ah, that could have been a draft. That's why I was like, is there events? But she's like, there's a hole in the wall right here. And I'm like, okay, that's probably what it was, was this hole in the wall. Cold spots are very similar to orbs where cold spots have no source. Whereas orbs have no light source, cold spots have no source of where they're coming from. There's no draft in the room. There's no window open. There's no hole in the wall. There's no vent system. There's no ventilation, nothing whatsoever that gives credible evidence to what this quote unquote cold spot is. So a cold spot has a cold spot has no source, just like an orb has no source. So that's how those two things can be definitively debunked. Um, and a lot of times these older buildings, those are usually the best ways to judge, especially if you're in a room where there's no draft. Um, these older buildings, they they have no air system. They have no air conditioning or heating system. So there would be no reason whatsoever that you would be feeling anything coming through a vent. So if you're in a closed off room and there's no other source that this could become that this air could be coming from well then there you go you've got a you've got a definitive cold spot and it's you'll know you'll just know because it's it's colder even if your surroundings are cold it's colder it's like really cold really 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 fucking cold almost like you stick your hand in a freezer but it's just in one <laughs> spot like you can take your hand out and then your hand's fine and then you put your hand back and it's like fucking cold freezing yeah and your body usually will react to it too, especially mine. Goosebumps, my, I have hair will goosebumps. stand on end. Yeah. You'll start shivering. Your body will react to it. Yeah. I think that's I think that was everything. Did I miss did I forget? No, anything? we got everything. All was the orbs, everything? all the spots. Everywhere we got this. Beat there was a really pictures. cool I want to share this experience. There was something really cool at the end. It was me and Becky and probably six to eight other people. And we kept seeing, which I have a picture of this too, actually. Didn't even mean to get this, but I did. Uh, in the west, east. East is big. Yeah, east block. In the east block, and the fourth tier, we kept I, kept, I kept seeing a head every once in a while peeking over the side. I actually have a picture of this, which fucked with me, because I was like, oh my god, that's what I was seeing. Um, I only saw a head peeking out one time, but it wasn't in the same spot that you guys saw it. Mm -hmm. It was on the fourth row, but it was on the other side. Other side? Yeah. Um, 
But there were like six to eight of them, six to eight of us, and we all started singing John and Cash. And that was actually like, I don't know. I don't know why that moment was so just. There was this little ghost peeking its hat out over the fourth tier, and we were all just singing John and Cash. Like, I don't know why that moment stood out to me, but I really, really liked that. Stuck in Folsom prison. (laughs) Time keeps dragging on. We were like, is there any uh, Johnny Cash fans? And I was like, they either really like Johnny Cash or hate Johnny Cash. I'm (laughs) sure. (laughs) Folsom prison was a big fucking song amongst many prisoners. So I'm sure there were enough good old boys in there that were really happy to hear some Johnny Cash. That was a cool moment. Just hanging out with the ghosts, hanging out with the people. That was nice. That was cool. I should have got, I wish I could have got that on video, but at the same time, it was one of those things that I, I enjoyed being in it. In the moment. Didn't need to pull my phone out. I really enjoyed that moment. So I think that's it. I think that, that covers it. Ohio State Reformatory in Mansfield, Ohio, guys, was an experience in itself, to say the least. Um, I highly, highly recommend, highly recommend. Um, Anybody that's ever been to Eastern State, Eastern State is definitely on our list, and Pennsylvania is not far from Ohio. You're just one state over. Um, I, I would highly recommend both. I think anybody that's ever been to Eastern State should come. Um, and then again... Anybody that loves the Shawshank Redemption, it's it's a wonderful tour to take just for nostalgia to see the um, sets and the props and not to mention the fucking staff. Oh, the staff was incredible. So they were the greatest people. Um, The overnight tour is incredible. It is so affordable. You get the entire prison to yourself for hours. Literally eight hours. Equipment that you can rent, EMF detectors, dowsing rods, um, and they provide you food. And drinks. And drinks. They let you go out to your car. They have a designated smoking area. I mean, like, they literally were the most hospitable. It's worth it. It's worth every bit of it. And every dime that you spend with the tours, with the overnights and the gift shops goes to restoring this place. It, this, this place needs to be a part of history. It, it needs to be, people need to know enough about it. Not, not just to know that, you know, this was a site that, um, is a part of history. Good, bad, or indifferent. It is a part of history. So I'm, I'm, it was a very humbling experience and, uh, I'd love to go back. I would love to go back. It's incredible. So we highly encourage people to go, people to tour, people to tour it for sure. Next year's Waverly. Waverly's gonna be fun. Waverly's gonna be insane. Yeah, it's gonna be a. That was gonna be rough. I feel like I feel like we one. were drained doing. Um, Ohio, I feel like Ohio State Reformatory was like the training. <laughs> I feel like that was the training for the fucking daddy of all, like. Eastern State's probably going to be pretty rough, too, but I feel like Waverly is going to be very I'm going to be very sad. It's going to be very heavy there. Waverly is going to be very sad, and I have sort of a semi-personal connection to Waverly. Um, Former relative that had a relative die there of tuberculosis who was a very young woman. Um, That'd be crazy if you connected with that Yeah, if I could communicate with her. Her name was Mary. If I could communicate with her, that would be insane. Um, 
yeah, this place is going to be really difficult. Just like Ohio Reformatory. Like I said, I'm sure, you know, if there really was a 14-year-old boy murdered there, um, and I'm sure there were a lot of other young boys murdered there or tortured there at that time, I, I'm without a doubt almost 100% sure that's who I was feeling. That's who I was sympathizing with. That's I was almost to the point of tears. I was so scared. And I firmly believe that's who I was feeling. And that was very humble. It was very humbling. Yep. So. All right, guys. Well, next month is a theme. Oh, yay. (laughs) We have a theme for the entire (laughs) month. Because if you guys know, I am a massive It fan. And Becky likes it. She does. She enjoys it. She thinks it's great. But she hates clowns. She's terrified of them. <laughs> I actually love the It movie. I, I really do. Um, I think it's incredible. I thought the original made-for-TV movie was really good, even for its time. Um, Tim Curry was phenomenal as Pennywise. Um, you know, but... I'm I'm I am definitely afraid of clowns. I really am. And and the movie didn't help. Uh but for what it is, the movie in itself is a masterpiece. And uh the remake now to have the sequel it, it is just it, it's really a cinematic masterpiece. I mean, as a horror film, it's incredible. As a Stephen King adaptation, it's incredible. But uh just as a cinematic feature in itself, it's a really incredible masterpiece and I I I'm I'm a fan. I'm an absolute fan, so. So the entire month of September September is clowns. Yay! Our first week, next week, will be a whole episode dealing with the clown sightings that if you don't know what that is, just Google clown sightings. Believe me, it'll be all over the place. There was this whole, like, hysteria of clowns everywhere just appearing and being creepy, which is what they do. Yeah, it was just a couple of years ago. Um, I'm sure you guys remember. I mean, it was literally all over. I think in some parts of the country, it was believed to be. Now, this was true. When the first It movie came out, there were a lot of cities that were putting up red balloons and time (laughs) that just freaked people the fuck out. And it would have freaked me the fuck out, too. Um So a lot of people were just sort of falling into, oh, this is just promotion for the movie. Got it. But no, um, there was a lot of them around cemeteries, showing up in schoolyards, trying to lure kids into the woods. Some were pranks, some weren't. So um, and it wasn't just in the U.S. There was even parts of the U.K. and Ireland that it was happening in. So, yeah, this was a really, really fucked up thing that happened for for a couple of years so it was yeah fine. that'll be an interesting topic to to delve into um and then the week after that we were talking all about it the original movie the new movie because we will have seen it because we're going premiere night first showing because that movie needs to be seen immediately oh <laughs> just <goodness>. immediately <laughs> Um, the following week will be about our favorite killer clown, um, Pogo, a.k.a. Mr. John Wayne Gacy. Um, that is a very interesting, interesting uh, true crime, to say the least. I'm He's sure in you guys my top five, all, actually. I'm sure you guys are all familiar with Gacy, but he'll be an interesting one to discuss and one I've wanted to for a while. Um, and then last but not least. Your our, actual place of nightmares. Never in my life. The Clown Motel. Where Ghost Adventures did an episode and the clowns hand moved. (laughs) 
and move. <laughs> Great. Oh, I remember that episode. I remember that episode. And there's a fucking cemetery right next door. This place is literally every nightmare imaginable for me. It is a clown motel <laughs> in the middle of a desert with a cemetery next to it. It's so inviting. No, it's not. I probably So, yeah, if you guys would ever want to know the two places ever that I will never step foot in in life is Bobby Mackey's and the fucking Clown Motel. Demons <laughs> and demons. Like, I'm not... Demons clowns or demons? Okay. Or demons. Clowns or demons. Okay, I don't care what anybody says. That's so... That is so funny. Never in life. So, yeah, we have a whole Clown Month plan in... Um, Place Don't for... I sound so excited? She's like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was actually partly my idea, so sorry. <laughs> I just, well, I just said fuck it. I knew we wanted to do an it episode next month, and we were really trying to bounce around ideas of other topics to do. And I said, why don't we like just make the whole fucking episode? God damn it. <laughs> She's like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Really. <laughs> so, <clears throat> a word from our sponsor. Calm your body down. Pumpkin spice lattes. I love how you were like, let me clear my throat first. <laughs> Pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice. Um, so, I'm sure everybody has seen out there, and I am getting a huge response. Uh, Pumpkin spice, bath bombs, guys. Um, they are incredible. Uh, they're amazing. Um, and if you love kidding. if you love pumpkin spice, your whole entire body will smell like Starbucks. Um, <laughs> I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I love it. Um, it really everybody's ready for fall. I know we all are. If you live in the Midwest, East Coast, we're already starting to get those mornings and evenings where it's already starting to feel like fall. Starbucks has already got their PSLs for sale. Got mine this morning. It was amazing. Um, pairing that with a pumpkin spice bath will feel incredible. Um, it's all of the same ingredients as the regular Calm Your Body Down bath bombs. You've still got your, you know, your tea tree oils, all of your essentials, but it's just got that extra little bit of spice that will just smell like fall. Um, they are the same price as the other bath bombs on the Etsy shop. Um, you do get 20% off with that coupon code, uh, CRBD20. And as always, if you are one of our faithful followers and subscribers of the Don't Fuck With The Original podcast, um, it's right there in the bio, along with the link to the Etsy shop, DFWTO will get you free shipping every time on everything. Um, so yeah, just keep coming back, checking for updates. Um, there will be more items that are going to start rolling out each month leading into the holidays. So I'm trying to get everybody ready for the holiday season. Um, I'm, I will not, if any, this is something I did want to put out there too. If anybody is worried that the pumpkin spice bath bombs will stop around the time of like Thanksgiving or anything, absolutely not. I will be selling them well into Christmas. So if anybody wants to wait and buy any for Christmas presents, by all means, they will still be available on the shop. Um, there will be pretty much monthly different, um, since just just to kind of keep up with the season so creepy spooky skeletons 
Calm your body down. Pumpkin spice. That's what I'm changing it to for right now because it can say that. I love it. It can totally say PSL. We're in the mood. I'm always in the mood. It could be the middle of February and I'm like pumpkin spice. (laughs) Fuck your Valentine's Day. Give me pumpkin spice. Um, pumpkin spice is Valentine's. (laughs) Pumpkin spice is my Valentine. Like spice is my life. Like oh my god, I love pumpkin spice. Okay. All right, guys, we will see you next week. Enjoy your week and come back for Don't Fuck With The Original. Oh, you guys have a great Labor Day weekend. Too, oh, yeah, it is Labor Day. Yeah, don't be like us and totally forget that fucking Yo, I'm gonna Monday was work. Labor Day. I said it as a vacation day, so my dumb ass wasn't like, oh, I got to go to work. <laughs> Because I don't, it just, they all run together. Social media. So we have Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Twitter handle is DFWTO8811. Otherwise, you can search Don't Fuck With The Original. You can find us on Podbean, CastBox, Podcast Addicts, Podcast Player, and Spotify under Don't Fuck With The Original. If you have any questions, concerns, or just want to say hey, please feel free to email us at DFWTO8493 at gmail.com. I have got that motherfucker down. You did great. (laughs) Um, and at C your BD is the, uh, Instagram handle for calm your body down. Um, yeah. So thanks guys. Have a great Labor Day weekend. I'm going to attempt a Pennywise laugh right here. Oh my God. Why <laughs> would you do that? <laughs> I'm going to end up sounding like goofy. I know that's what's going to happen is I'm going to end up sounding like goofy or Mickey Mouse. <laughs> See? It sounds stupid. It's like, like a fucking... demented <laughs> demon goofy. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was terrible. That was absolutely horrible. Oh my god. That was just fucking bad. Okay, we're gonna stop now. <laughs> Bye guys, see you. Okay, boy. Don't fuck with the original.